and welcome to A Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Nguyen. Today, I am delighted to be jo- joined by Claire Cunliffe Saunders, author of the children's book, Seven Nights of Snuggles. Hey, Claire. Hello. So today, we are going to talk about all things magical, all yes. things, because I think one of the questions I often get asked, and I, I want to jump in with this question for you, is how did you come to this magical path? Wow. Okay. Well, that's incredible. That's a, that is a big question to ask. <laughs> I know that's a nice ease Ooh. in there. Was that something that was around your family? No. no, no yeah. No. So um, I, it, it, I think it's one of those things. It took me a while to, to know. I was, mm. I was always very spiritual um, and my family, in contrast, they're not. They're, they're really <laughs> not that way inclined at all are they but religious at all or no, just nothing no. yeah no my uh, my mum's side of the family is um irish and welsh so i don't <laughs> know if it's something that's uh, skipped to generate oh no do you know what actually oh, i don't know she might kill me for saying this but she she does see she can see ghosts yeah. so <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> it's like oh no it's not in my family but actually you do go actually can, yes it is yeah, <laughs> it is there you know, but I think not... sometimes that family energy, it's so normal yeah. that you wouldn't think, oh, that's like brushing it's your just, teeth, isn't yeah, it? You just don't, think, you don't think about it. Yeah. yeah like, well, it's not discussed. <laughs> it's not discussed. So, if anything, um, she tried harder to shut it down for me. Like, mm. for, for me, it was around, probably around uh, teenager, like th- that sort of transition into teens. Mm. And um, I just had little, silly little things like, I dreamed someone was going to wear a certain outfit mm. and they would show up in that outfit. And then, um, you know, I'd, I'd say to my mom, oh, it's really funny. I, I, I dreamt that my friend was going to wear this jumper today and, and she turned up in that jumper. Yeah. And then um, there was one that it started to, I think you, everyone gets that, not everyone, I got this reaction and a lot of people, it's quite common that they will shut this down because they'll get a reaction from someone and um for me this case was i'd had a dream it was a very strong dream that my friend had broken her leg and i was queuing by the vending machine at break time with my friend to get a chocolate bar and i said oh my gosh where's where's zoe today she's not turned up has she it's really weird i had a dream last night that i saw her coming down those stairs and she'd broken a leg and she was coming downstairs on crutches and um, I turned around to get my chocolate bar and I turned around, saw my friend and all the blood had just basically gone from her face and her mouth was just open. And I turned around and saw my dream. So basically mm. my friend was coming down the stairs with a broken leg and it was just, and that's kind of when I started to, because I think even my mum said, oh, you want to be careful if you open that door, you might not be able to shut it. And I started to shut it down because it was terrifying. <laughs> it is scary, isn't it? I remember... When I first started practicing kinesiology, like 20 whatever years ago, and I kept saying to this woman, I can feel something sticky like treacle around your heart. And she'd had a, then she had a heart attack. And mm. it really freaked me out. And it almost made me want to stop practicing because yeah. I didn't know how to process that information. Part of me felt guilty that mm. I could feel something sticky around her heart. And I didn't know that was like what a heart attack felt like. And it was years later that someone said, thank God you'd done the work, Rebecca, because imagine how, you know, obviously she survived enough to tell me she'd had it. She goes, but imagine if you hadn't. And I was just like, I can't cope with that level of response. You know, I was in my yeah. early 20s. I was like, I can't cope with that level of responsibility <laughs> you know, to like be able to people. feel that. Yeah. yeah. And there's, it's difficult, I think, when you're younger, especially with yeah. your own mum, like shutting it down and telling you, don't open that door mm. because you don't then have any guidance of how to manage that kind of energy do you so don't talk about it no they didn't sort of I think they are now we are more Mm. now but we were all very like oh you'd be carted away in white (laughs) the men in white coats and oh don't talk about that it's it's crazy and and um, I think it's very easy to dismiss that for for younger children like oh no it's just an imaginary friend or Mm. of course you don't feel like that or like oh it's just a coincidence yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. just a coincidence your friend broke out like so yeah so it was literally I dreamt it exactly mm. as it happened and it it really freaked me out but it still does now like I'll I'll talk to my husband I'll say something um like a really horrendous one was the, the um I saw a tower. I woke up. They're always a different kind of dream to my normal dreams, you know, to everyday mm. dreams. It, they feel stronger and 
they like they, a message that really wants to be yeah. told. And I had a dream about a tower falling and um, people couldn't find the mobile phones and it was all, it was, there was a lot of panic and sure enough turned on the radio and it was that day, um, the Grenfell Tower. Oh, wow. The fire and, in London, the yeah, London flats. Yeah. And it'll be yeah. things like that, but there's n- <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do when I, when I get the dream, there's nothing I can do about it. I always seem mm. to get it and then it happens like within hours. So it's not like... <laughs> And it's it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, could you imagine phoning up your friend and go, "Oh, by the way, be careful with your legs tonight" or something like yeah, that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, "Crazy girl!" Like, so how yeah. have you worked with that then, or is that something that you're still like, "Oh, there it is again"? No, I haven't worked with it. But I don't know anybody yeah. that, uh, you that know, has that kind of premonition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think because I'm of that generation. We, we we just my generation don't really talk about it as much as I think the the younger people I don't know Break, I'm a lot breaking of away now. from our dramas <laughs> but you know like you've got TikTok now and people mm. are out and proud and I think um it was just lesser known like it I, I was in my either late 30s or early 40s mm. before I even met a witch like someone that was out right. as a witch and um before that, I was I was Christian. I, I went to brownies and guides, and we always had to go to church on a Sunday. So that's mm. what I knew, and that's yeah. the only spirituality that I knew. Until one day, I, I went in. I was really aware of angels, so this angel energy, and that um, came through for me on my first childbirth. So when I gave birth to right. my daughter, I really felt like there was this angel energy in the room with me, and um, I walked into this shop. And she got all angels there. And I was all about the angels. Like, oh, angel energy. And um, I remember her just coming out to me and saying, oh, I'm a hedge witch. And I think I just stood there, just still, with my jaw open, because I'd never met anyone that just openly went, I'm a witch. Yeah. And it was just, wow. Oh, okay. And I, I started talking to her about it and learning from her about it. And um, I went in there looking for a packet of angel cards because I was doing all angel tarot and oracle and I was, I was going down that road and learning about it. Yeah. And um, she said, oh, I've got an opening in my shop for a, a card reader. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, my gosh, like imposter syndrome. Well, I don't know yet. I've not, I've not really done much. And, and I had. I'd done things for my friends and they'd always told me, oh, it's, it's brilliant. But I, I felt like, oh, what, what if I can't do it? What if I, and, but I just said, you know, I'm going to take the plunge. And I went, yeah, I'd love to do it. And that's really where my journey, it was almost like a second journey because I'd shut it down so much. Mm. That's where my journey into witchcraft, paganism really opened up. It was almost like a second second chance or second awakening yeah. or something. So there is such truth, isn't there, in that phrase, like you become the sum of the five people you spend your time with. And it doesn't mean like you have to hang out with witches. But I think even just knowing there are people that are just like, oh yeah, I'm a witch. Because I, I I hadn't realised how, I guess, lucky maybe I had been growing up in Cornwall, the land of myth and legend. And there's a woman down the road who identified as a witch and she would do like Reiki healing and crystal healing. And at the time, you know, being a, like a little kid, I was like, That's, how does that work? You know, and then like my mum's best friend, she identified as a witch and I had my first like weird experience that I couldn't logically explain with her. So I'd, I'd kind of grown up with like that idea of like, people do identify as witches and that's okay. But if you don't have that, and like you're saying, you're having that premonition and your own mum is there going, shut it down, shut it down, don't open that door. I think it's so misunderstood that then, you know, you end up not knowing how to channel that kind of those messages and that insight. So it's like, of course, card reading came to you. It's yeah. like, of course, like channeling those messages was a way that the universe was like, come on. So what drew you to tarot and oracle cards then? Well, this is it just like a safe gateway drug. <laughs> oh, <no>, good. <laughs> no, story. <laughs> do you know what? It's, it's just brilliant because at our school when I was a kid, there was this um, Christian kind of, what did they call it? Good news club. And we all went because we fancied the man that was... <laughs> running it <laughs> that's a good enough yeah, just fancy running it, so that's why we went and we we're going there and like oh, oh like you know teenage girls do and he said to us once 
you don't touch tarot cards or Ouija boards because that is how Satan can control you. So what did we all do as kids the minute we left the room? What's that? <laughs> what are they then? We've yeah, just yeah, been yeah. told not to touch something. That suddenly that is like all we wanted to do. We made a Ouija board. Oh my gosh, we did we did all of it. But then uh, yeah, that's I'd never even heard of them until that moment. <laughs> so hilariously, that's the that's how What was your first deck? Can you remember? It was the ride away. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I went and got it um from a a market, a market store. And uh even then, like we it hilariously, we used to say the witch's shop, but we never actually mm. I don't know. I just never actually thought she was a that witches existed even. I just didn't even we called her the witch's shop, the lady <laughs> just didn't I don't know. Yeah, goddamn fairy it's tales. Odd, isn't it? Isn't it? It's so strange. But, so what does being a witch mean to you today then? Like to claim that title, uh, right? Or to live it took me in long, alignment with that. Yeah, it took me a long time to claim the title. Because mm. I, I would say this is my third year identifying as yeah. a witch and a pagan. Um, for me, it was when I met somebody else that said that they just declared they were a witch, and I, yep. I thought, oh, and I, I got sort of reading about it and looking into it, and do you know as well. I'm always told because I'm blonde with blue eyes, I'm small. Nobody thinks I look like a witch. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I was, I used to, I was an actress, I still am an actress, mm. um, but I was assigned by a Hollywood agent. And they tell you over there, pick a monologue, an audition monologue, and make it about what you know. So I picked the monologue from that film with Sandra Bullock. Oh, gosh. Pra is it called Practical Magic? I can't remember. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. I think it's... Yeah, with Nicole Kidman, Kidman, isn't it? Is yeah. it Practical Magic? I think it's Practical Magic. Correct we'll, me if I'm We'll wrong. pretend it is. But if, if, oh if, God, if I'm not, then you can just let me know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Bombard me on Instagram. Anyway, this it was from a film. And it, she's talking about soaps and aromatherapy and magic. And she she explains to the sheriff, your star, it's just a badge. It's not a magical, it's not, it doesn't have any magic. It has the magic because you believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I loved that monologue and I really identified with it. And um, I <laughs> I did this monologue and they said to me afterwards, um, we need another monologue. I mean, you, you, you don't look like a witch, do you? You're not a witch. And I just thought, you know, so some of it is people have this idea of what a witch looks like in their head. I love that thing in, in Wizard of Oz where Dorothy says to the to the lady in the pink frock, the fairy, oh, Glinda, but you're not a witch. Witches are old and ugly. I love that. <laughs> well, I remember seeing on an Instagram post and it was like, and it said, you know why we associate witches with being like, um, like broken nose, well, like, um, deformed faces noses yeah. and the fact that they're green and it was saying that when they took away the women to accuse them of being witches and they were beaten mm -hmm. the next time people would see them they would have broken noses and they yeah. would be bruised which gave them the hue of being green and i read that and it had even now i feel have goosebumps I it's like it had such resonance and i was yeah. like dear goodness that's where mm -hmm. we get that idea of a witch it's like they were women taken away, but they were brought back witches because they were then deformed because they'd been beaten up. And I was just like, Horrible, wow. And so that's where we get like that idea of like the witch. But I always, I always chuckle because it's like, because I have that Roman nose, like kind of like <laughs> bumped nose and I have a, like a mole, which could be like that wart. And I'm like, I am a witch. I even look like one. <laughs> it's like I'm claiming that energy. Oh. But yeah, it is, it is interesting, isn't it? It's like very stereotypical because of, like society like the witches we can't have women in power you know because yeah. if you're a witch i love this um there's a copywriter called anna bellissima and she always talks about like claim the name witch because mm -hmm. if someone says to you you can't do that you're like yeah i can i'm a witch and it's like you become unstoppable with i mean obviously you don't have to claim the identity of witch you don't have to like share it loud and proud but there is something really powerful in having an identity that gives you that, that kind of reminder of, oh yeah, that's what I do. Mm. You know, yeah, I am a witch. What are you going to do about it? It's like, you can call me a witch. And I'll be like, yeah, high five. Thank you. 
like no no that was an insult not to me it wasn't you know it's like that I think a lot of words are going through a reclamation right now and I think you know that witch that identity like what that what that even that stereotype or that archetype rather what that stands for is being like an independent woman with our covens with our correct support living in harmony with nature beholden to no one else like living life on our own terms and being okay with that and it's like if you know they're often depicted as being on the edge of society and i don't really see it as like being on the edge of society but it's like not living by societal expectations and doing life your own way and it's like well in fairy tales if they're on the edge that's fine because we know we're not (laughs) we know we are fully (laughs) immersed in society so yeah it is is a, I think it's a very powerful archetype and I totally get why some people even now they're like Rebecca you're a trained priestess why don't you use the, the name priestess it's so much nicer and, so, and it's like because the word witch is so powerful I want you know like people like the younger you to be able to go Rebecca you're a witch I had a premonition the other day what do I do with that and I'm like okay let's have the conversation you know because it's like holding that that badge to say you know i'm that safe space you want to have those conversations it's fine i talk to trees all the time it's no it's no drama so i love that and i know that um you share that um a significant practice of yours is working with the seasons mm. when did you first become aware that the seasons like i don't know did you feel like they influenced you or were you just curious about them what what was your introduction to that again it's like when I was younger, I used to get quite depressed mm-hmm. um, when they get when the days got shorter. Yeah, and um, so I was I was first aware of it through uh, what was it called seasonal affective disorder? Sad, yeah, I got sad, sad syndrome, yeah. and then I started. I had some. I got some advice. The, oh, the best piece of advice I ever had. If if anyone is listening to this and they have sad syndrome, go outside for 20 minutes and just make sure you're looking at the sky and um it's something to do with you taking that light yeah and uh, so i started going for nature walks the mm. 20 minute nature walks every single day it doesn't even matter if there's there's no bad weather there's only bad clothes oh, go outside i hate that phrase because i hate being really? out in the rain and my friend's well, like you've just got bad clothes and i'm like no don't like getting wet put your mask on <laughs> I mean, <No. laughs> just try it to still get gets me in the face <laughs> oh there'll be a time there would there'll be i don't know but anyway yeah, yeah, for yeah. me this is what worked for me and for uh, my moods like I used to be, I used to get so low Mm. and then met my husband and his favourite time of year was autumn. My favourite time of year was spring because it was all blossoming and pink and white. And And hope and yeah, joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But he was all like, no, no, I like autumn because it's, it's orange and yellow and red and there's, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, you're right. We, oh, autumn's gorgeous. Like, why did I never see it? yeah for me I, I started to become in tune with it because of that and I don't know like yeah that I suppose that was it for me really and I, I love all the seasons now and I really appreciate it and I don't know if you're if you know about like Tim Burton films but he says yeah. he always loves um seasons because he was LA he grew up in LA and it's all just sunny all year round in his films he particularly loves the seasons so you'll notice there'll be like spring and autumn and winter and that's why he uses the seasons and I actually just feel really glad that I live in the UK where we've got these beautiful seasons and it makes you look forward to spring and look forward to summer and then look forward to the snow in winter like if you get yeah. it I love all of that and I think I think that is one of the greatest teachers for me, like working with the seasons. It's like in the UK, in the middle of winter, when it's muddy and raining, we've not seen sunshine for feels like weeks, you know, and it's dark by three o'clock and oh, you go out and it's dark, you come home and it's dark. And but it's like even in those darkest, most miserable times. <laughs> with the correct clothes on, um, <laughs> with your wellies and your waterproofs on. Um, even when we're in the middle of that darkness and I'm grumbling, being a complete Brit, grumbling about the weather, I know spring is coming. Yeah, I know that that season is going to change. The, the nights are going to get longer. The sun is going to come back and the plants are going to regrow. And there's, there's something really beautiful that I've always looked to nature to teach me. 
Mm. And it's like, even in like our darkest moments, we still know that that's a moment and it's going to pass and that better days will come. But equally, we know, I'm not a summer fan, but if you were a summer fan, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's like, and the sun is bright and everything's amazing and the everything's blooming and the world is abundant we also know that's going to change too so even when we're having like the most amazing times it's like to really appreciate that because we know that that's going to change I mean it always stays it's like we can like maintain that that lesson those memories that experience but we always know that that it's changing and I, I sometimes wonder whether that like the UK we get quite um a stoic People think we're quite stoic, don't they? It's like, oh, just like stiff up a lip and we'll just keep going and all that kind of energy. Oh, and I wonder whether that <laughs> <laughs> and I and I wonder whether that is because, you know, we really do live by those seasons and it's like, oh well, you know, it'll get better. Brighter <laughs> <laughs> days are coming and oh, here comes the winter. Let's just put the right clothes on. Um <laughs> yeah. I even use that phrase the other day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> computer's going funny (laughs) (laughs) oh dear what was gonna say oh uh, you know the magic of nature though when you go out and you you know you'll discover a little white feather or a robin or a squirrel you'll never have the same walk twice and if you really don't like it what i say is go and find a nice coffee shop so you've got a reason to go out there and when you get out and you're all cold if you drink a coffee outside or a hot chocolate outside don't you think it just tastes 10 like 10 times better than it normally does. Well, you feel does. like you deserve it for a start. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands are shivering cold. Or a I was then. Potato. <laughs> I mean, oh. And if you've got a fire pit, even better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, roaring pit. Yeah. It's like um, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of walking in the Lake District, um, which for people listening, if you're not familiar with the Lake District, it's a part of the UK. It's like a, it's absolutely stunning, but it has lots of. That's, that's one mountain, but they look like mountains to the rest of the UK. And my friend always calls it the cake district because it's oh. like everything is like a tea shop. So you doesn't go on your hikes, whatever the weather, and come back because there's always a tea shop. But I think it does bring in that that energy of appreciation, doesn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. you actually, is Seven Nights of Snuggles, is that based on the Wheel of the Year or is that the new No, book? that's the new one. That That's a mm. working title at the moment. It's uh, Arthur and Charlotte's Adventures. That's going to be the series. Yeah. And it's at the moment, it's Yule and the Helter Skelter is the book that I'm working on. But <laughs> I <laughs> the Helter Skelter. I what, love yeah, that. It's magic Helter Skelter yeah, yeah. portal. And it, it starts off, um, it's all, I mean, again, it's bringing in the, the wheel of the year because it's mm. all sunshiny. It's a hot, sticky summer's day. And they're all dressed in their summer clothes. And they go up this helter skelter and they whiz down. But when they get to the bottom, they're no longer at the sticky hot sun fair, uh, summer fair. And the parents aren't there. They find themselves in a magical land, and it's snowy. And oh, it's it's just that's that's the next one. And it's it's lovely. It's all Yule and oh, there's yeah. Father Yule and there's Krampus. Which if you don't know what Krampus is, he's like the evil Santa. He's an evil Santa relative. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember from an evil twin or the evil cousin now. It's gone out of my head, but he's like the evil, the evil version of Santa. So he's the baddie. Um, and you, oh, it's, it's a magical land. It's got, a, you know, everything that mm. I think, I think as an adult, I mean, adults can like it too. So it's, it's middle grade fiction, but we've got like Pegasus yeah. and unicorns and witches and fairies <laughs> and gnomes, elves, oh. Talking penguins and snowmen and there's everything in it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so why was it you wanted to use the Wheel of the Year as a basis for your book? Um, I think it started off. Well, this story was going to go in Seven Nights of Snuggles, but then it. Mm. I decided, oh, oh no, I'm going to keep it out of it because I can go further with it. And uh, yeah. I wanted to write something a little bit... Uh, I mean, completely original, but a little bit Narnia, like Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, that kind of thing. And yeah. um, I just, I, and witch, witchy, make, oh, something for Yule, for witchy children, pagan children, because you've got lots of all the Father Christmas and all of this. But there's, there's never, I mean, as far as I know, there's nothing big on Yule, really, for children. So I want pagan families to have 
to have that, you know, like this book that we can snuggle it. I'm all about the snuggles. Like we're, snugg- we're always snuggling up and reading. <laughs> and I just I just wanted to have a nice story that pagan families can enjoy together and read to the children mm. or the children can enjoy. So, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's why Yule. And then um, when I finished it, I, I didn't want to finish it. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to make it a series now. So the next one's Ostara, and um, they've been given something. I've got, I'm not, I can't talk too much about it because I don't want to ruin it, but they, they've been given another way in, and there's going yeah. to be something with eggs, possibly dragon eggs. Ooh, we do love a yes. good dragon. <laughs> and then, oh, and the Sowen as well, of course. Um, was, I mean, oh, I've got uh, a character, Tricky Jack, is in it. He's going to, we're going to have like a whole uh, Samhain story as well. So they're my favourites. They're my favourites, Yule, Samhain and Ostara. (laughs) So those those are the ones that are going to be in the series. (laughs) Yeah, I always love um, Samhain, Beltane and Lamas. It's funny, isn't it, how we have favourite seasons. I'm like, I don't know why those ones. I mean, I love the energy of Beltane and Samhain because it's so potent. You know, it's just like the the strongest earth energy. And there's just something about Lamas. I'm just like, oh. Oh, it's so nice it's like the harvest festivals beginning like the sunflowers are out and it's just i don't know it's the, all the fire festivals us celts love a good love a good fire yeah. don't we <laughs> love yeah, a good burning yeah. um Definitely. so how do you do anything special for yule which is coming up shortly well um every year i will sort of do i'll do a different craft so I'm like, getting crafty with it. I think there's a reason it's called witchcraft. I think we're also yeah. crafty, aren't we? I think we are definitely crafty witches for sure. We are. <laughs> so this year I've been doing. Uh, I've been really getting into witch balls, actually. Mm. Yule balls and all of that, and um, I've, so I've been out in the garden and I've been getting little bits of the the evergreenery, the holly, which doesn't off prick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like holly and all of that kind of thing and i've been putting it in the balls with sparkly uh sparkly bits and, and uh crystals i've been choosing crystals for different things you know like one for protection one for self-love all of that kind of thing quartz for yeah. energy and clearing and all of that and empower all the other crystals um and then yeah like oh, i just love it i love the whole act of it like the dripping the wax on and then i put a bit more glitter on the wax <laughs> so, so your witch balls yeah are they because I've made witch balls before and I've done it for protection. Yeah. And, you know, because the the first witch balls that have, not the first ones, but ones that have been found and are housed Ooh. in the Witchcraft Museum down in Boscastle in Cornwall. Wow. They've got like nails and, you know, Ooh. yeah, because they're there for protection. And they yeah. have like this beautiful like glass, I suppose, yeah. you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff down in Cornwall Those uh, because of the fishing. Um, mm-hmm. But... I made mine very handily at this kind of time of year because you can get the baubles that you can fill yourself. And so I've used those baubles instead of like putting a Christmas scene in it. (laughs) Mine's got uh, like, you can get um, twinsel, uh, twinsel, you can get little tinsel, um, like ties, you know, the little bendy stuff. Oh. It's not it's not tinsel that go on a tree, but that would work as well. Yeah. But it's just like anything sparkly. Yeah. Like you can put like I say you put nails in, they can put all sorts of like bodily products in there. Well, that's why like, I went with holly. Yeah, I went with holly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but anything reflective and like you can scrunch tinfoil and put tinfoil in there as yeah. well to reflect any negative energy. What do you do with yours? Because traditionally they used to be buried in the land, but well, I've also made that them that so pretty that I've like, had them hanging around the place. Mine hung up, mine hung up. I've yeah, got yeah. two uh, white trees um, that, that they're not like Christmas trees. I don't, I don't know how to describe them. I used to hang my jewellery on them when I had a little yeah. crystal, um, but I've, I've put them on that on, the, um, on my front window, by my front window. So they look really pretty. Mm. They're all hung up together. But this is the first year I've made those. So Fantastic. Yeah. So I've got, oh, mine are all hung up pretty. <laughs> I do love, I think there's something really quite magical about making crafts at the seasons. Because mm. in the Witch Academy, we do that every Sabbat. We have a Sabbat craft, craft class. And like for Yule this year, we're making foot soaps. So we can either like create the salts, we'll do it under magic, we'll enchant them all. And you can either like put them in a pretty jar, put sigils around the jar, you can add, you know, 
words of affirmation around the jar, or again, all charging that jar, and you can give them for gifts, or you can use them for yourself to relax <laughs> through oh. this hol- holiday season. So I think it's just a really nice, again, it's just like a touchstone, isn't it? Where yeah. we can go, oh, Yule, this is a moment just to pause. How am I Five feeling right feet now? From heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All would that be party. good. <laughs> and let's clear away that energy of everyone else right now. And it's, yeah. oh, yes. you know, it's just that moment yeah. just to go, how am I feeling right now? How do I feel as we're going into the depths of winter? You know, the sun is returning slowly, but you know, it's like, how am I feeling right now? And I think that's one of the, you know, working with the moon or the seasons, it's just that, yes, I mean, I'm so glad that we don't have to go, oh my goodness, it's the harvest, quick, get the harvest in, because otherwise we'll starve over the winter. Luckily, we have access to shops and we can yeah. get our products all year round. But I think there's such a val- it's, there's such value in stopping with the seasons or the moon cycle or whatever, you know, your own menstrual cycle, if you have one, just wherever, just to feel into like, how is it I am actually feeling right now? Because I think it's so easy to get swept along in life that it's like months, maybe even years later when you're like, how did I get here? (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) what happened? Especially I think if you have children, someone once said to me, the days are really long, but the years go really fast. (gasps) And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh my, because I remember some of those days when I was at home, just, you know, just my little boy and I, those days would feel like they were like a week long sometimes, you know? And yeah, when I look back and I'm like, (laughs) how, yeah, exactly. When they're tiny and I'm like, how is it, how has he already ate? (laughs) I'm like, how am I going to nine-year-old birthday parties right now it's like where have those years gone and it's just like things can go so fast and it's like we just need those moments just to check in with yourself and say like how are you doing how for example when people have like sad syndrome it's like how are you feeling oh yeah actually I've started to notice that maybe I'm not taking as much care of myself as I had been. This is the sign. Now I need to make it a priority to get outside and start walking or, you know, whatever it is that you do. Um, Because I think sometimes we don't notice we're in something until we're in it because we've missed the warning signs that lead up to something. And just taking that moment to check, because basically it's every six weeks, isn't it? Every six weeks, have a little check-in. How am I feeling? It's summer. It's amazing. <laughs> and then it gets to winter and you're like, oh, yeah, I've stopped like texting back my friends as quick or I'm not making as many plans or I've suddenly like gone, oh, I can't be bothered to go out today and actually I'd not even left the house today. And it's like if we can intervene then, it becomes much easier than when you're in something like SAD and going, oh, yeah, I need to now make myself go and go for my walks every day or whatever it is that yeah. that's helped in the past because starting something is much harder than just keeping something going and i think yeah. as a wheel suggests it allows us just to keep going even if it's just like tiny momentum tiny mm. momentum is still better it's still easier to keep going than starting from scratch so and how it's still enjoyable as well doesn't mm. it like yeah. you shouldn't be, I've got to do this or I'm going to beat myself up about it. It needs to, you need, people need to find, like you need to find what you enjoy. Like for me, mm-hmm. I enjoy going out for that walk in nature. I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't do it, but yeah. I, I actually want to get out in it now. And it's, I think you start that habit and it, for me, like if I don't go for that walk, that morning walk, I went before we even met today. I, my yeah. first thing, I'm, I'm out there doing my 20 minute walk and I don't feel right. It would be like not cleaning my teeth, not, you know, getting dressed. It, it's yeah. part of my routine as well. And I think that's important. It's got to be something you enjoy and make it a part of your daily routine. Mm. And it's just for me, it's it's time for me. It's time to just connect with nature, have a moment of peace. And and that's why nature as well, because if you go for a 20 minute walk down town, especially at this time of year, December, like, oh, no, thank you. I've done all my shopping before December. I ventured, I like, I ventured into oh. the city yesterday and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I am definitely a country mouse for sure. And um, you can feel the energy change, can't you? There's something happened between November and December. <laughs> there is a shift and suddenly everyone in the shops is like angry. and <laughs> like, yes, not, They need to be doing our you know, 
unshared Christmas or un- <laughs> unshared holiday season over in uh, our community. But and no, we start start the Christmas shopping like Mary Poppins and end it like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, oh gosh, what was I just about to say? No, <laughs> I was I was thinking I was thinking about the seasons. <laughs> it'll come back. It'll come back. So, um, how else do you incorporate your magic into your everyday life? Because obviously we've got the like the wheel of the year kind of keeping time and keeping pace for us. But what else do you do on a daily basis to like connect to your intuition and obviously going for the walk? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like doing something like going for a walk. It's that you start your day by prioritizing you, yeah. You know, and that's magic. It's saying I matter, my needs matter. There's so much of life that would be encroaching on that time, and with all the goodwill in the world, if I ever say I'm going to do this thing in the afternoon, <laughs> I'm going to go for my walk in the afternoon, it's never going to happen because life happens, and it's just mm. like, oh, I'm now on the school run. How did that yeah, happen? School run, you know, and yeah. I am a bit of a bear. I come home it's and it's midday, dark. isn't it? Oh, yeah. and I'm just like, oh no, mm. yeah. That's why it's going I'm like, to be oh, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go out now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I am, I am a hibernating bear. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like a really powerful message to yourself, to the universe, to your friends. Like that's a boundary time for you, where you connect with you, you connect with the you know nature, you connect with your own magic. It's like you have ideas and inspiration, or just relaxing in in nature. Yeah if you have access to it. Um, <laughs> like The people in the country, it's like, look at the trees in the city, that'll do. Um, but it is like, it's this just like create, yeah, creating that time for yourself. But how else do you incorporate your magic in everyday life? Does it look like spellcraft? Does it look like traditional witchcraft? Or does it look like drawing an oracle card for yourself each day? I mean, what what does your a day in the life of right. Claire Cunliffe Saunders, the <laughs> So, oh, well, I'll, I'll start off, um, you know, you're always putting your clothes out, aren't you? And I'll, I might pick a colour um, corresponding to how I want to feel. So if mm. I want to feel healing and calm, I'll go with blue or green or confident, go with red. Um, uh, I'll pick jewellery out that might help me for that day. So, like, you know, I've got my pentacle and my star on. No, my star and a uh, little moon. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> moon and star today. I'm, I'm real into my moon and stars. Oh, I love those. But I've got a lot of crystal jewellery as well. So I incorporate the healing into my jewellery. So mm. if I feel like I might want a bit of self-love that day, I might go for rose quartz. Amethyst is a personal favourite. I just love that. That's a very spiritual stone, isn't it? And um, if I'm going into a situation where I feel like I might need some protection, mm. I'll always go for a black crystal something reflective yeah shiny reflective so something like that so i, I use my jewelry um, aromatherapy uh what else like oh, i'm trying to think it's, it's just so, so much part of my day then there's the nature walk and then then it's like the middle of the day is all work 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 school run time then to finish off the day i'll spritz um an elixir i've got this uh you know the chalice well in Glastonbury. Yes, yes. So I went and I, I got lo- lots of the water. You know, you can pay for a little bottle there. Yeah. And I filled up three bottles of the water, and I made an elixir with. Is this um, from the red well? This, yeah, the, the yeah, one, the, well. the lion's yeah. mouth, that yeah. one where, where it sort of spits the water out. Yeah. So I, the I one that my... tastes. If no one's ever tasted that water, oh, it's like yeah. drinking iron. It's like oh. licking iron. <laughs> Oh, I quite yeah. liked it. Well, you're supposed to sip it there. You're not supposed to glug it down, which I, I didn't really. Not surprised. Yeah, it tastes. Like, it's, it's like <laughs> it's called it's called the Redwell because yeah, it's so it's red iron based. Is that what it is? <laughs> but yeah, where's oh. the one opposite? It's the White Well, which you know. <laughs> well, this is the totally different lion one that it comes mm, from. Yeah, the red but one. I just felt like oh, I just love the energy of that garden mm. and that tranquil place. So I've put this in a silver uh, little spritzer, little metal spritzer with some lavender aromatherapy oil yeah give it a good shake and then i spritz that before i go to bed to just relax and i feel like it cleanses me and cleanses my space um and then i've got my little altar set up and i've got my little gratitude stone on there i always i take bits from everywhere i do so i've got a little gratitude pebble and um this this found me this year actually i was i was on holiday and it's a pebble with it it's got it like an angel wing in it nice and I just was like, oh my gosh, 
you're coming home with me. <laughs> and then you me. I know, I'm sorry, I stole a pebble. But that's what yeah, we're not supposed to take pebble. stones off I the know, beach, are we? I know. It found Oops. me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll go and put a crystal back or something. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking it out of the country. <laughs> but that's my little my little gratitude stone. And I, I always um, sort of pick that up and I'll list three things that I'm thankful for that day. Yeah. It, when you say list, do you actually write them down or do you no, just No, no, in my them? head, like yeah, I say, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you for, you know, a lovely day with my children or something like yeah. that. So whatever I'm thankful for that day. And then, then I will do a tarot or oracle card um, just for what's any advice for the day ahead. So just for mm. myself. And that's just how I relax. And then I might read a bit. I've got yeah, love, love a book, love a good book before bed. So yeah, I think I've taken you through it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's also intentional, isn't it? It's all those moments. So I, I call a lot of those things like sacred pauses, where we just stop mm. and we just pause for a moment and just like check in with this stuff. What is it I'm grateful for today? Oh, let me clear the energy. Um, I do something similar like every time I've spoken to someone or every time I've like had a client, I have like a little a spritz that I just clear the energy of the air. And I think it's so, particularly this time of year, it's mm. so important that we come back to our own energy. Like I said, when I went into the city yesterday, I don't live in the city. I live very, very rural. And I went into the city to go and um, get a Christmas jumper, no less. And mm. I thought, well, oh, I'll get some Christmas presents as well. And I came back and it's like, my energy was so different. And I was like, oh, and let's just clear that energy. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't need to have like a 15 point plan to clear your energy. It's like, <laughs> you know, spritz, spritz, spritz or shake, shake. I always think yeah. watching my puppy is, again, such a teacher because he, he's a big dog now. Yeah. And uh, he's only seven months old, but he's big. What have you got? Um, he's a Weimaraner. Well, I don't it, know what that is. Oh, they're beautiful dogs. They've got this beautiful, <laughs> yeah, gr- grey silver coat. And oh. he's he's just such, he's so beautiful. But <laughs> he'll like, there's a cat, there's a neighbour who has a cat. And he sees it and all of his heckles go up and he's like on alert. He doesn't know what to do with it, but, you know, he his heckles go up. And then he'll just shake it off. And then all of his heckles go back down and he just goes back to playing or snuffling or whatever he's up to. And I think that, you know, such, we can like hold on to that like high alert energy. Do you know what? My phone never goes. Who phones a house phone? Um, (laughs) I think this happened in the last episode too. And clearly we need to hear this. But it's like, (laughs) yeah. Who's a phone nowadays? Text to be normal. I know. (laughs) Very, very bizarre. Um, But when that, that energy is like we we take on that energy like a high alert of being in adrenaline energy and then we can literally just shake it off like the poppy and then just go back to like oh yeah grounded and centered and here's the thing that i'm actually interested in and not being disturbed by other people's energy and i do think you know like i like to use my spritz but someone said to me the other day they're like how you know like they want to do some writing and they're like how do i get the energy i'm like clearing my room i'm doing this thing and i'm like stand up and dance you know oh, move yeah. your body stretch <laughs> power pose do something um to shift the energy of your body and they're like oh my god that's brilliant and it's like because it it just changes your state instantly and i think we i think sometimes we forget we have access to this that it can be really simple that we can just like shake it off or, you know, do a power pose or just shift the energy ourselves to step into that next phase of our day, whether it's like waking up, whether it's like going to work, whether it's coming home from work. You know, I think it's particularly important, actually, if you've been out to the office all day and then you come home is to have that ritual of even if it's like I've taken my coat off. Now I'm in a different energy. I've left like the work stuff as best you can with your coat or like Mm. spraying yourself when you come home or even like the act of like taking your shoes off and having a drink of water which is like a threshold moment of going okay now I'm home rather than otherwise we just carry yeah exactly you put on your own soundtracks have a morning soundtrack and a wind down soundtrack and a coming home soundtrack and it just changes that state doesn't it yeah it's like I always see it in my little boy. He comes home from school, takes his uniform off. Oh, he's a he's a home child now instead yeah. of like in school mode. And uh, I just I think those transition moments again, like the seasons or the moon cycles, is like I, I, I think they're important to observe and witness mm. because mm. we they just give us a moment just to go. Oh yeah, whew, 
I can let go now instead of carrying that energy from day to day to day to day to day and then going, why am I so exhausted? And it's like you're just carrying the energy and the burden of like everything else you've been in contact with. I love it a weekend as well. Like if I really, if you, if you've had that kind of week where you've just, you've been exposed to lots of people's energies and maybe energies that you don't, you just, you feel a bit grimy. Yeah. Just running a bath. Oh my gosh. And then putting salts in, like your magnesium yeah. salts, or your Himalayan salts, dead sea salts, or anything like that. Just a nice witchy bath. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Sinking into that. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Just uh, getting. The salt, though, the actual act of the salt just completely cleansing your energy mm. and then just sending it down the drain. The act of watching it's like I send my pain down the drain, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you only know, happy See you later. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, look at that. There you go. That's well for you. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, that that's a that's a good one. A nice Sunday bath. <laughs> yeah. So um what's next for you then? I know you've hinted at your other book, but is that something you see yourself doing more of, more writing in the future? Yeah, yeah. So I've, through Seven Nights of Snuggles, the first book that I brought out. Yeah. Um, now this must have been. It was the big. It was just before COVID lockdown, mm. and um, I was it it's Amazon Audible got in touch with me because I published Seven Nights of Snuggles through Amazon. And they got in touch with me and said, "We are we're setting up this site, Audible. Would you be interested in recording your book?" So I was like, mm, "Yeah, okay, great." So I got all the equipment and everything together, mm. and it took me a month. I recorded, I think, like two weeks of it. it was probably the learning curve, figuring out all the tech and oh, how do I make the sound sound nice and all, yeah. use the recording equipment. So I set up my recording studio and I recorded the book, and then. Lockdown happened and I'd got all this wonderful recording equipment and I've got this home studio just, you know, yeah. here. And because of lockdown, all these other, you know, the usual way of doing voice artist work is to go into a, a studio. And all that was, as far as I was yeah. concerned, that was, you know, every, every time I'd done any voiceover work, I'd gone into a studio to do it. And uh, suddenly they wanted people with home studios. Well, there it was. I got it all set up. So I got into voiceover work, which is what I wanted to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I do feel like I was really lucky there, like ridiculously lucky. I felt like yeah. I had a bit of, I was given a bit of a head start because I'd just done it. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? It really is. And I got, I really got into just, I've just had this year of doing voiceovers. I've really enjoyed doing it. And so what I would say is next for me, I'm hoping I'd really love some animation work or, or gaming mm. work, but animation, like in children's animation in particular, I would absolutely love. Like when, when we came out of lockdown, I did um, a casting director, Disney casting director workshop. And again, it was like, I thought it was a joke at first. You know, you get these emails through and um, yeah. saying, oh, we've got one last place left on this Disney casting director workshop. And I thought... Yeah, of course you have a Disney casting director. And then I got ignored it. No, delete that. Yeah. That's rubbish. And then it got sent to me again and it got sent to me again. I'm like, the universe really wants me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, just, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought this can't be real. But yeah, it was. And then I went, I went off to London and I did this um, workshop with this casting director for Disney Junior. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I had raging imposter syndrome at first because I was in a room with professionals that had actually done, you know, they'd done like the the German voiceover artist for Mickey Mouse or whatever. Yeah. Like they, they'd actually worked for Disney. And I felt like, oh my gosh. Oh no, I'm, I'm only just getting into this. What am I doing here? But then um, I went last. <laughs> I let them all go first. And then it was my turn and I was so, so scared. But then I had the room, like the room was, la was laughing and she was really lovely and supportive. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to really enjoy this. This is what I want to do. So I, I love doing, I want to carry on doing the voiceover work, that yeah. I do, the radio and that kind of thing. But I'd really, oh, I'd love to incorporate my acting from my, you know, I've got this 20 years of acting background. Now I've got my voiceover home studio i'd love to put the two together and would you like to see your books 
come to life in a oh my film. Gosh, I'd be lying, <laughs> wouldn't I? It wasn't, well, certainly my, my other one, but oh yes. I mean this this first like the Seven Nights of Snuggles started when my daughter uh, she got glasses. She got given glasses. Mm. And I was looking for a, a princess or a hero of some sort. We've got Harry Potter for the boys. But yeah. There was, there was nothing for girls. And now we've got Encanto, haven't we? So we have got that now. But this was back in, oh, have a look. I think it was 2017. Yes, 2017. There was, to my knowledge at that time, no mm. princess or hero characters for girls with glasses. That They're always like there was characters with glasses but they were the nerdy girl or and I wanted just a a strong female character so I wrote um a story about a princess princess rose and she's a fairy and everyone loves her and she's like you know the the main the the leading role and she can't do she can't do her magic she's having uh, she's just really clumsy she's knocking the the palace baker over and turning, you know, all the, the fairy cakes of the palace are going crazy and she turns the palace cat into a tiger with purple wings and and everything's going wrong. Like she she uh, misreads the potion bottles and ends up, uh, instead of turning people invisible, everyone's sneezing. And the palace optician comes along and he's, I think I know, I think I can help you out here. And he gives her these amazing pink sparkly glasses and then... Because she's got her glasses on, she can see, and she actually it ends up helping her with her magic work. Yeah, so she I mean, on glasses, glasses makes her magic anyway. Yeah, you know, from are, being but... not seeing, and then to we can see. Yeah, and that was the message. The message yeah. was: you can be a strong, beautiful, powerful woman or girl, and you know your glasses will help you see better. Will help you with your work. Yeah, um, because it it really got oh, I got my nerves because I, I thought I'd found a princess with glasses and it was a disney film uh i won't say the film but i was watching it with her and i was like oh yes the 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 leading role she's got her glasses on because rose she wanted to you know she she just wanted to relate to someone see someone that is you could look up to that was wearing glasses oh gosh what happens in this film she has her glasses taken off her and um she warned me why why is she having her glasses removed and they gave her a makeover, and then suddenly she's a princess with no glasses. So I'm like, uh, the, the story is we can't have glasses and be beautiful. We can't be, you know. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. My princess, she's going to be beautiful. She's going to get the glasses, but they're going to help her with the work. I think so, that's such a powerful message, isn't it? To yeah. know that not just, I mean, the, in your case, it was the glasses, but to know actually we're stronger with support. Mm. We're stronger when we can ask for the help that we need you know we're we're stronger when we say hang on a minute she shouldn't be turning the fairy cakes this color or you shouldn't be (laughs) sneezing or whatever it is in the world and instead of going i'm doing it wrong instead going actually what support do i need to help me become the person that i can be rather than thinking like oh no you know that's just how you're destined to be forever (laughs) Yeah. Unless, of course, that's how you want to be forever. I'm <laughs> like, turn, making people sneeze. But yeah. Oh. No, I really so, wanted yes. to turn it on its head and turn it mm. around as well. So it was the opposite message. Like, the, the yeah. glasses make you better. It's the spectacular spectacles. Because I'm in, <laughs> do you know, I'm, I'm Midlands. I was born in Derby. So I've got this, we say glasses in Derby. But mm. then I went to drama school in London. So when I say glasses it's sometimes it's glasses sometimes it's glasses glasses. and literally my accent is interchangeable so i called it princess fairy spectacular spectacles (laughs) 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 so in the book it's like glasses glasses grass grass bath bath (laughs) then i become aware of it though and then it's like oh no (laughs) yeah spectacles Much better. Yeah, make it spectacles. <laughs> we have that problem. I love that. Have you when ever I'm had a pair it. of the spectacular spectacles made up? The pink sparkly ones? No, but she she had pink sparkly glasses. So yeah. that, that was what she, she used to go very sparkly. She was a sparkly girl. Not so much now. She's a teenager. She's got the gold circly ones now, which are yeah, still yeah. beautiful. Still spectacular. Yeah, they're still spectacular. <laughs> and so what age range is that book aimed for? Five to eight, isn't it? Like? Yeah, Seven Nights yeah. of Snuggles. It's uh, yeah, the juniors, five to eight. Juniors. Yeah, and that's available on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, and for it's an all... audio book as well. So. Yeah, 
Link will be in the show notes. Oh, um, yes, <laughs> perfect, perfect gift for those magical people out there right now. I think so. Yeah, and it's, it's got lots of lovely, lovely tales about it. There's seven stories, and they're all quite, they're all quite short, because mm. the idea is, you, as a parent, we don't have a lot of time. You want to wind your children, you know, have that wind down mm. at bedtime. So the idea is, you you read them a little story at bedtime. Yeah, and I've, I've done it in a book because. Oh, I mean, there's just something nice about a book, isn't there? There's turning yeah. pages and it's just about introducing children to a book and giving them the gift of reading, making it exciting. And it's been illustrated by my daughter when she was nine. So children will naturally relate to the illustrations. And that's something that, I, I mean, people have come back and they've bought more copies. They just love it. They love the feeling. Yeah. But it's all like, it's outdoorsy. It's, there's loads of, I'll, I'll go through it with you. There's the orange monkey. <laughs> that that reassures each child that it's okay to be yourself and enjoy your own uniqueness. It's it's what makes everyone special. So he's sort of he's bullied for being orange because all the other monkeys are brown, and th- he he doesn't fit in. He's the outsider. He doesn't fit in. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, oh, it's it's lovely. He joins this rainbow theatre and there's a purple elephant who can trumpet and play the drums and a roller skating green giraffe and and everyone goes. To, it's almost like a. a talent show and everyone goes to go and see it and uh, and then they you know they all make up and it's wonderful and lovely and it's just a loving loving story it's about being unique and celebrating what yeah. makes you unique um and then we've got Bertie Mouse and Wily Cat and it's a lesson on safety and following your parents guidance it's got this, this cute little mouse in it and he thinks he knows best and he's trying to sh- he's, he's a bit he's like the oldest brother and he wants to show off and he, he gets himself into a bit of trouble and then, oh, now George and the Giant Sunflower, that's one of the stories. And this one came from my little boy, George, and he was only little. And we decided to have a sunflower growing competition. And he said to me, oh, mummy, will my sunflower grow higher and higher and higher until it reaches the sky? And oh. she's like, oh, that's gorgeous. That is so gorgeous. And the way he pointed it, he, he just imagined, I could see he was imagining it going up to like the planes and the helicopters and all of that. So that was a story that had to go in the book. <laughs> dog and bone. Now you're on about your giant dog. Mm. So I've got a Newfoundland, I think. Oh, yeah. My dog's nowhere near as big as a Newfie for sure. But yeah, he's a Newfie. A new, I don't know how he, some people say Newfoundland, so I might be pronouncing that wrong. So I'm going to call him a Newfie. But, yeah. oh, no, so they are Newfoundlands. Nice. Yeah, he yeah, they're bears of dogs, aren't they? He yeah. is a bear. Well, his name is Arthur Bear. My joke <laughs> is he's half bear, half dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when he was little, he um, <laughs> this is I love this. Uh, me and my, my husband had just got new phones. We'd literally come back from the phone shop, got a nice sparkly new iPhone. And I go for sparkly things like sparkly cases. And my cases are plastic. Mm. Now he goes for the leather case. I'm going to have the strong businessman leather case. Well, you can imagine which phone my Newfoundland puppy went for, the one that smelt of leather. And I was upstairs and I just heard this almighty Oops. shouting, ow, you naughty boy, and all of this. He was only a puppy, but yeah. he, he jumped somehow onto a work surface, stole the phone, chewed it up, brand new, <laughs> through the leather case, left mine, mine was next to it, left mine there in the plastic case. <laughs> he knew, see the sparkles, they just oh, the including puppy attention. Oh, the oh, irony bless. though, because he got like the all, like the powerful, strong leather case, yeah, nothing yeah. will break my phone, apart from the dog that chews it off. Yeah, I hadn't met a new fan no. <laughs> That became a puppy. poem. Yeah, <laughs> that became a poem. And in the poem, the, the doggy's bottom rings, because <laughs> he, he eats the phone. <laughs> in real life, he just chewed it up. We've got the kindness cake, which is a story, and it all demonstrates how small acts of kindness can add up and how good karma works. So that's that's a little mm. bit witchy, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it can be for anybody. It's it's this is all inclusive. This book, yeah. And it's all about this little boy, and he's basically taking his family's last pennies to the shop to go and buy some some bread. Um. And along the way, he sees like a chicken. That's um, chicken's got her leg caught in something, and, and he frees the chicken. And she's like, "Oh, well, that's so kind." Like everyone, everyone else has just been 
going past me, ignoring me. I tell you what, have some eggs for your kindness. The chicken gives him some eggs. And then he goes along and he, he helps um, an old lady fumbling around. Uh, she can't get into her home. And she's she's lost her glasses. So she's forgotten to put her glasses on. See the connection there? <laughs> A little theme going through the book. Um, and he helps her in and she's like, oh, for your kindness, have have a bag of flour because I've just been flower shopping and um, mm. so here's here's a bag of flour and he goes to the shop and when he gets to the shop the shopkeeper's sweeping up all the flour off the off the floor because she, the old lady had been in earlier going for the flour hadn't realised she'd knocked the flour everywhere <laughs> and um, because she didn't have her glasses on you see <laughs> so um, so my little boy is um, he is helping to sweep the floor. And the uh, the shopkeeper gives him something, and I think it's a bag of sugar. So I think he gives him a bag of sugar for helping for being, you know, oh, that's sweet of you to help me. Yeah. And he he goes home with the the bread and all the these other little thank you gifts, and his mum goes, "This is amazing! You, you've all your little acts of kindness. They've all added up, and we can make a cake. I'm going to call it the kindness yeah. cake." And then he goes out and he goes back to all the people that he helped with a piece of the cake. He's like, oh, here's the cake that I, I made. And um, so then it, it sort of goes around in a circle again. So the people that, you know, that then the lady, the little old lady that gave him the bag of flour now has a cake. Yeah. And um, he goes back to the shopkeeper and the shopkeeper loves the idea of the kindness cake and then says, well, I'm, I'm going to sell this cake, make some more cake. And <laughs> then they make they, the family that were really poor down to the last few pennies now become much richer because they're then selling the cake to the shop. So it's it's the idea of karma and how these lovely, lovely acts of, if you're nice, it comes back, it comes back, yeah. it, comes, it keeps coming back, this lovely energy that you put out there. So that's one and of it's, 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 Yeah, I, I love that that kind of story because it's it's so true, isn't it? It's like when we share a little bit of kindness, a little bit of generosity, it, we just don't know how it's going to ripple out to the world. We don't do it to like receive back, but it always does just ripple out, doesn't it? And I think when we can view the world through that 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 lens of like kindness and generosity, it just changes everything. It just changes our experience. Like I say, maybe you'll end up with a cake, a bit of a bonus. You never but, know. <laughs> you just never know. But it's the idea, all these little things just adding up. And, and Yeah, and I think we, we live in a world where we really value the big stuff. And I, I, I refer to it as like people want to eat, pray, love themselves around the world. They want to make those big dramatic changes because we feel it has more value. And we dismiss those tiny moments. But like you say, like when you've chosen your clothes for the day, it's like, I want to be more confident. So it's red. It's like that moment changes everything. It's like, I called my book Magical Knickers for that very same story. It's like to remind us that those small moments add up. You know, we just, I don't know, they, we think, oh, I've got to save all my energy to do a big change or make a big effort or, you know, I'll be kind when. <laughs> it's oh. like, no, when we can choose moment to moment to moment to moment, it's like everything changes. Well, my experience is like everything changes then. There's a power in it, mm. isn't there? Yeah, it's like yeah. that compound effect. And I think we don't like thinking of long-term stuff. It's like, no, I want it now. It's going to be big and spectacular. And it's like, well, save that for the glasses. And <laughs> spectacular mm -hmm. for the glasses. And we, it's like, yes, yeah, still have the big changes. But also remember that each moment matters, whether it's like you're choosing your clothes or spraying your spritz when you get home or having a bath or snuggling with your kid, kid reading a yeah. book. It's like all of those moments count. And they might not seem much in the moment, but when we stop and look back, suddenly you've got a kindness cake, haven't you? It's just yeah. like, there it is. Fantastic. So where can people find you? Obviously, the book is on Amazon. This will all be in the show notes. But if someone wants to reach out and connect with you, where can they? where's the best place to find I, you? Okay. Well, I've got two Instagram accounts. There's um, the new one that I'm setting up. I've just literally, it, it's called, uh, I've given you the link, something like Cottage Witch in the Woods. Because all the witch tags like they've all gone <laughs> I'm like the world's longest instagram name so something like cottage is cottage witch in the woods it'll be in the show notes it's in the show, it's in the show notes so I've, I've set that up and that's going to be like oh, I, everything's a bit of a jumble at the moment so i wanted to put all my lovely witchy hobby things in mm. one place so if you, if you if you want to follow me for the witchy stuff that's all there 
And, and they're very beautiful seasonal photo photos oh, on your you. Instagram account. They're very beautiful. It's like, oh, there's an orange with all the cloves in it. Oh. And yeah, it, it does. I can really get a feel that that account's going to walk people through the seasonal yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah, It's all little little bits and it's all tiny things. It's not like, oh, you, you know, I think we've got, we've got all the pages where everyone's doing the, the candle magic and the cord cutting and all the dark. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to make mine just aesthetically pleasing nice it's about the seasons and it's the small things that we can do it's a bit like yeah. the kindness cake idea it's it's supposed to be just everyday magic that everyone can do and i want to take the weird out of magic because everyone thinks oh it's it's weird which being a witch is weird i'm like i'm gonna mm. make it so that you can see it's not weird i think everything that it's actually just normal <laughs> yeah it's normal and it's it's just sort of taking that away from it that you know it's yeah people witches look like you and me that what do witches look like no they don't all have you know green faces and black hair you don't have to be a goth to, it's nice if you are it's fine if you are i've been through the goth mm. phase but it's just breaking that stigma and just make just normalizing it for everybody yeah and also explaining where things come from because i think there's that many people will bring in a tree this time of year and not know why or they'll, they'll put it down to i don't know is it prince albert or something from history yeah Queen victoria <clears throat> yeah yeah that's when it became did he like get super it popular yeah where did in the that UK. guy get it from why does he do it because i think there's a lot of paganism and, and it's still going on in other areas of europe and maybe they haven't lost it ever yeah i don't know i think we got i know for the uk i'm speaking for the uk i think we got shut down and we feel like we're being a broom closet so we don't want to <laughs> come out and be weird but <laughs> i just want to take the weird out of witchcraft so cottage witch in the woods is all about that it's all about the little nice little things that i that i do and it's a, it's a hobby page really i love it and i will talk about my writing on there a bit and then i've got the other page uh which is oh I, I don't know off the top of my head <laughs> I think it'll be in the show notes write a ccs <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you i could do i could actually find it right now but then it, i'm gonna have to go on my phone and <laughs> look at it but there's a writer's one as well which you know you know where that is don't you i do all <laughs> of that will be in the show notes <laughs> that's writing and the voice artist stuff so I'm, I'm trying to keep those separate now really uh facebook is claire and rosie saunders so you can find me on there for the writing as well if you want to keep up with the writing fantastic well thank you so much for an insight into your magical world thank you for joining us you're welcome i'm, I'm thrilled to be here <laughs> lovely to meet you <laughs> so good